Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about calm weight loss, the opposite of how most people approach their weight loss. And there's just so many layers to this idea of being more calm while you approach your weight loss. And there's a lot of reasons to do it. The biggest one of all is to realize that when you're not calm, you're stressed. And when you're stressed, you're not thinking clearly and your body sends you lots and lots of hunger signals to overeat the wrong foods typically. And so, again, if, if you think about the average person approaching their weight loss, what's going on is that there's so much stress and tension below the weight loss approach, right? Like right from the beginning, like you, you think about your body, you're not happy with it. It creates this, this state of anxiety and tension. And then you think about losing weight and you think about how you're going to do it. And that creates even more tension and anxiety because now you're going to be real strict with yourself. You're going to stop eating the food you like. You're going to try and make all these changes. Then the whole thing is just this big ball of stress. And it's not surprising that most people can only do this for so long, right? I mean, how long are you going to spend staying really stressed out, extra stressed out, right? Let's just deal with the regular stress is where we tend to go back to. So it's such a strange thing. Maybe, maybe not for you, but for most people, it's so strange to really consider how could I lose weight in a calm way? What is calm weight loss? And if you really internalize that idea right from the beginning, it should feel better because calm weight loss starts right now, right now, even listening to this. And you can calm yourself down simply by relaxing your body, relaxing your face, relaxing your jaw. Connecting to your breath and taking deeper breaths, exhaling out completely and inhaling more deeply. And this calms you down physically. And then as far as mind goes, you know, we can slow that down too. You can think of a place where you felt calm in your life, right? Maybe it's sitting on the beach. Maybe it's sitting by a lake. Maybe it's sitting outside at night. Maybe it's laying in bed in the morning when it's nice and warm and comfortable. So you relax your body, you breathe deeper, and you put your mindset into a place that's calm. And now you're in a good place to start thinking about your weight loss, right? Because now you're thinking more clearly. Your body's relaxed. And so now you're set up. You have a foundation that you want to build upon, right? Again, compare this to when the last time you tried to lose weight, right? You're stressed out and you're adding more stress on it. And so if we can bring that stress and anxiety levels down just by creating a more calm state of mind and being, it changes everything. You've got the answers within you. you. You know what you should and shouldn't eat, what you should and shouldn't do to start losing weight. I know you already know those things. What it comes down to is your ability to get yourself to actually do them consistently. And what I'm working to tell you here is that the more you focus on being calm, the more you practice being calm, the more you develop that ability to be a more calm version of yourself, the easier all the weight loss stuff becomes. The things you already know. So it's not so much about starting a new diet, um, having to figure out some new eating plan. And that really comes afterwards. What comes first and foremost, I hope for you, is this focus on being calm, right? Because when you're calm physiologically, everything starts encouraging you to make healthier food choices, healthier lifestyle choices. It sets your metabolism in your body up to lose weight naturally, comfortably, you know? Um, mentally, when you're more calm, just one of the things that happens is we go from a sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight, flight, or freeze, to your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest, your pause and plan system. And the more you're in that place, the more the blood goes, again, sympathetic, fight, flight, or freeze, the blood goes from your brain down to your body. 
You don't need to think. You just need to react quickly, physically. And when we relax and allow the blood to flow back up to our brain, we start thinking more clearly, more resourcefully, more creatively. And it's from this place a lot of times that you're more connected to your goals and it's easier to naturally make the right food choices, you see? And on top of that, the whole process feels good right from the beginning. What a lot of people are doing is they're going into their weight loss stressed, they're adding more stress to the situation, and they're saying, well, once I lose the weight, then the stress will go down somewhere in the future, okay? So the, what you're saying in the short term to your brain is that we're gonna have, have more stress for a while. This sucks, right? So your subconscious mind's avoiding weight loss. If you find yourself thinking about weight loss a lot of times and not actually making it happen or wanting to do the things to make it happen, this is one of the reasons. You associate weight loss and eating better and, and eating healthier with stress. So again, if you make being calm one of the forefront focuses of your mind, right from the beginning, it feels better. You know, and you know this. Every time you relax, you connect to your body, you take deeper breaths, it just feels better instantly. And when you feel that way, you connect to that better version of yourself, better version of yourself being the one that does feel more relaxed, that is thinking more clearly and creatively and is more connected to the long-term goals that you have for yourself. When you're relaxed and calm, you have more perspective on things. It's easier to say, I don't want that now because I really want to get my weight under my weight, my health under control. And it feels nice. It feels nice to be this way. Because that's what we're looking for, right? At the end of the day, what you're looking for is to have a sense of peace, a wonderful relationship with food, with your body, to be happy, to be relaxed. This is part of your ultimate goal, I'm going to imagine. And so the beauty is you do not need to wait to lose weight to get that. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people make with the weight loss. Once I lose the weight, then I'll relax about it. No. You start relaxing about it now. You start feeling calm now and use that calm to help move you towards your goal. All right. So this is the key thing. And if you're not good at losing, if you're not good at relaxing and feeling calm, it's something that you can work on. It's a skill you can develop, but you need to make it a focus. And I promise you, promise you that the more you focus on relaxing and being more calm, that it's going to make losing weight way easier. So start focusing on feeling calm because it feels good and it makes it much easier to lose the weight and maintain it. All right. Um, yeah, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Give me one second here. I got to put the fan on them. There I am. Um, hey, what's up, Don? How's it going? Deb, how you doing? I need to learn to relax. All right. That's the, the first step is realizing that you need to learn to relax. So that's a great thing. Um, good news is certainly in the program, you're going to learn to relax. No doubt about that. Um, hey, thanks for the rose. Uh, but remember, you know, relaxation's a skill, you know, and I think that's so important. I didn't realize that at one point in my life. I was very tense. I'm still kind of tense, but I'm a lot better at relaxing. But um, I did not realize it or think of it as a skill, you know, that you can develop. It's just like any other skill that you develop. And so I promise you this. I promise you, if you get nothing else out of this, right? And so, Deb, every time you listen to a hypnosis session, you're practicing relaxation, you know, um, we obviously have different strategies within the course as well. By the way, if you want to learn to relax, make sure that you go into the lifestyle section of the program and watch the relaxation piece, right? There's literally a whole training on relaxation, um, not just why it's important, but also how to do it in a very practical step-by-step -step way, okay? So the more you practice on it, Deb, the, the better results you'll get. And again, it's um, I always think like when you can relax and calm down, 
you tap into your superpowers. I, I truly believe that. And, and I, I think especially with eating, like almost more than anything, because as I said, you know, when we're stressed, we tend to, we don't want to eat healthy. You know, um, our body starts to drive us towards unhealthier choices. And there's a number of reasons why it doesn't matter. Um, so the more calm we are, we tend to kind of cool the fires of our appetite a bit. You know, and I think that's a good way to think about it. So it's well worth that effort to, to practice relaxation. Um, user 907549 says, how would you deal with overthinking? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. And that, that summarizes 99% of my clients, myself, we're all overthinkers. And the way I think of overthinking, first of all, is I think of that overthinking, it's in your internal dialogue. And, you know, like I said, every, everyone I've ever worked with is an overthinker, which is a good and bad thing. Everything's good and bad. And it's good when you got good programming that you're overthinking. It's bad when you got bad programming that you're overthinking. So I sit before you as this same person that was 50 pounds heavier, binge drinking, you know, feeling like shit. And here I am, you know, 30 years later, maintaining the same way, feeling amazing. Same overthinking brain. So what did I change? Well, I changed what my brain is overthinking. Okay. And that's really the, the whole core of the program yourself then approach is really taking control of what are we thinking about day in and day out. Because so much of what we think about, we, we manifest, you know what I mean? Like our, our, our weight, our physical body is kind of this physical projection of our mental self, what we're consistently thinking about. And so it's not about stopping overthinking as much as it is changing what you're overthinking about. And I'll give you one kind of big example of what I'm talking about. What a lot of overthinkers do when it comes to weight loss is they're always asking questions like, why can't I stick to a plan? Why do I keep screwing up? Why can't I lose the weight? And so in the program, we, we call this problem-oriented thinking, right? You're, you're obsessed with the problem. Now, again, for a good reason, you think in the back of your mind, you think there's gonna be this cognitive breakthrough that's gonna change everything, right? But that's not what happens because once you understand hypnosis, you understand your subconscious mind does not understand the difference between vivid, well, no, wait, your, your subconscious mind does not understand negatives. So if I tell you not to think about a banana, Right? You're, you're thinking about a banana. So when you're obsessively thinking about what you're doing wrong, how you don't like being overweight, what the problem is, why it's there, you're constantly asking these questions about the problem. And what that means is that you have very little time energy to ask questions about what the solution is. And so that's one of the biggest shifts you can make. It, it makes all the difference in the world. But you go from asking questions like, why do I keep screwing up my eating? Why can't I stick to a plan? Why can't I lose this weight? To how can I make weight loss easy and simple? How can I enjoy this process? How can I get myself to cut calories comfortably and naturally? What's the simplest way for me to lose weight and keep it off? Now, again, you say, well, I don't know. I don't know the answers to those. I get that, but you're never asking those questions because you're obsessively thinking about trying to figure out the problem. And so I'm trying to tell you, like the more you can, the more energy you can divert towards solution-oriented thinking, from problem-oriented thinking, the better your results are gonna get. And so it's not about stopping that overthinking, it's about changing the, the content and the quality of your thinking from problem-oriented primarily to solution-oriented primarily. Again, I, I could talk about this for hours, but that's kind of the, the overriding, um, my answer to that. Um, Pibu says, I think I stress my body with diet and exercise, my body is punishing me, I gain more weight. Um, yeah, perhaps, right? I mean, people do this all the time, they just like, you know, people approach weight loss like they're fighting themselves, right? And it feels like that. You're fighting your body. You don't like your body. You hate it. You're going to change it. To some degree, there's this weird punishment 
you know, cause you say your body's punishing you, but you could flip that around and probably say you punished your body first, you know, in a number of ways, by the way, you've been eating and living for a while and then by overcorrecting, you know? And so we could easily look at that as a, uh, as a punishment. I like the framing of thinking about your body like a child, uh, that you're in charge of. And the body is just at the mercy of whatever you decide to do, whatever decisions you make. And I think that that sets the stage for a much healthier kind of subconscious relationship with your body. Because I think for most people, it's very, very confrontational and aggressive and angry, right? We're fighting. We're mad at our body for looking the way it does. You know what I mean? There's a lot of underlying strife and tension and frustrations and things. So I think one of the first things that is so helpful, such a better process, is to really start loving your body as if it were a child. Because it is, right? Your body's got no say over what you put in your mouth. Right? It's just at the mercy of it. And um, I even have a hypnosis session, one of them, where it's like, you know, your body's probably screaming or crying out, right? Depending where you're at with your health and your weight and all the rest of it. Um, because it's just at the mercy of, of it's just being tortured almost. I know this is dramatic words, and, and, but again, so I don't like to just say this in general. I like to say it was specific when I know I'm speaking with people. So I don't like just vague, intense things. But anyways, I get what you're saying. And so the diet and exercise is usually not the problem as much as it is the levels you take it to. And most people way overcorrect and um, they can't keep it up. You know, it's too hard. Um, Renee says, your thoughts on activating diving reflex? Whoop. Diving. Wait. Your thoughts on activating diving reflex to help relax? People are dunking their face in ice water. Um, you know, I don't know. You, you know, especially nowadays, because there's, there's five million studies out there and they're always studying like some random thing, you know, and things catch on. And so I don't know about that. You know what I mean? I don't know about the diving reflex. Um, but never mind. I, I don't, you know what? Try it out and see what you think. But to me, it's like I'm always focusing in on the, the core fundamentals you know, I'm a big fan of John Wooden. If you don't know John Wooden, he was the coach of the UCLA uh, men's basketball team in the 60s, 70s. And he won like 11 championships in a row or something. Unbelievable accomplishment. Um, but he was all about the fundamentals. And so when it comes to relaxing, you know, a lot of times just in our society, we're always looking for like the big thing. I, I feel like, like that Huberman thing, right? He's always got like, you know, the, these ideal things you can do. And I think everyone's always just looking for these ideal, perfect things you can do. It's the all or nothing mentality applied to everything. And so to me, it's like, I don't want the all or nothing. We're in program yourself, then we're all or something. And so relaxation, I would much rather, you know, just, just re re rely on the fundamental practical things that I'm going to do that are relatively simple and easy. Like I'm not saying it's hard to put your, your face in ice water, but, um, you know, it, it's just, it's a lot of work in my book. <laughs> I'm lazy. So it's like even getting an ice water thing filled up every day would be a whole thing. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe it helps out. I don't know. So try it out, test it out. If it works great for you, then, then go for it. Um, if it's too much work for you to do, realize you can just calm down and relax. Oh, you can't even hear me. This freaking thing. That's it. I'm done with this one. I'm done with that microphone. Can't hear you. I think you're muted. I should have known that when I see all those messages come up. Can you guys hear me now? <laughs> uh, oh, with the punishing part too. Can you guys hear me now? Now we can. Sorry about that. Sorry, sorry. The, I, I'm done. I'm, I'm just going to get rid of them. It's just these things are not lasting anymore. They're kind of disposable anyways. I don't know. Um, that's good. I was talking for 10 minutes about... <laughs> I was talking about the ice water thing um, and relaxing. And just summarizing in a nutshell is that uh, I, I think a lot of times, especially now, like there's so many studies and all the rest of it where 
people are saying what they're saying. You know, maybe ice water is the most relaxing thing you can do to your body. But again, I'm a fundamental person. You, you know what I mean? Like, like I just want to keep it simple. And so for me, just sitting and relaxing with no ice water is easier. You know, I'm, I'm so lazy. I won't do ice water every day. You know, I won't do that. So again, what, what's ideal? Like it's all or nothing thing. What's perfect and what's something I'll do consistently are usually two different things. Yeah. Anyways, um, my vacation was amazing. Thank you for asking that. Although first day back and uh, well, third day back, but I broke my foot yesterday. So I spent the morning in the hospital. So uh, here I am <laughs> before you with a broken foot. But the vacation was amazing. And I'm thankful that I didn't break my foot before vacation. Um, this does potentially put a damper on some further things I was going to do, uh, you know, the next coming weeks here. But we'll see. Got to go see an orthopedic surgeon and all that stuff. No, thank you. Thank you. It's, you know, again, it's the first broken bone I've ever had. So, uh, you know, of all the bones you could break, I would say this is the one I'd want to break. It's <laughs> it's not my hands and uh, it's on the left left foot, uh, you know, whatever. So we'll see. But, yeah, it's pretty painful. It hurts when when I do that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Hopefully it's a quick recovery. I, looking at the x-ray is not a good not a good idea for me because that it, it's like a, it's a couple breaks and uh, it's like a big chunk floating around in my foot. It's freaking me out. So I can't wait to go see <laughs> the orthopedic surgeon just to put my mind at ease. But anyways, the vacation part was awesome. Oh, thank you, Marla. I appreciate it. Yeah. Breaking your foot. I've never done it. It sucks. And so, yeah, it it hasn't really sunk in, but it's weird, right? Because I'll, I'll be, I don't know. I don't know how long I'll be talking. I can walk again, you know, like go for walks. So, but, but, you know, getting back to the weight loss piece, like, I will strategically deal with this, right? Because my activity level is probably going to go down a bit, okay, for, for a little while, um, you know. And so I will strategically eat different, hopefully, you know. But here I am again. You talk about the stress, right? So I spent the whole day in the hospital, you know, five hours in the hospital this morning just sitting there and like a pain in my foot, stress about, you know, just when you break, you know, it's just a whole thing to deal with now, right? Doctor appointments, just all the BS that goes with it. And so it's like I get out of there. It's like, you know, it's, it's lunchtime. I am not I am not thinking about that salad that I usually eat for lunch. I just want to be clear about that because but again, I, I say this to you because a lot of times with my weight loss, I go meta. Do you understand? Like this is so much what we teach and program yourself then is going meta to what's going on. So I'm, I'm having this experience and I'm craving unhealthier foods right now, but I'm also meta and recognizing that. And so I will, I will navigate that and I'll share my navigation with you as I go through it. But, um, I get out of there. I'm not, I'm not going to force myself to eat the salad. It's just not appealing at this point. Pain. We know food, food has, ple- um, has pain relieving properties to it, right? Which is a simple way to say a lot of times unhealthier food, a lot of times will activate the pleasure, the pleasure centers of your brain. And so when you feel pain, unhealthier foods become more appealing. That's just one reason why there's other ones. Um, when we're stressed, we just want to eat some food, you know? So yeah, I'm experiencing that. So again, I'm managing, I'm looking to minimize the damage. Uh, I didn't eat the salad. I ended up having like a bagel sandwich with vegetables in it. So again, was it as healthy as a salad? No, more calories for sure. Um, but I understand with it within context, you know? Uh, and it's also after the end of a vacation. And so, uh, it's a double whammy of challenge for me. You know what I mean? Like this week is. And, um, but I'm aware of that and I'm being very, you know, again, I will share how I'm strategically going through that. Cause I think it's a big lesson to learn there, uh, and how I'm approaching it. Um, Astra says I need to lose four kilograms in four weeks before my birthday. Uh, tips. I keep saying start tomorrow. Yeah. The first tip is that I would stop using the word need. You don't need to lose four kilograms in four weeks. 
by your birthday? Don't need to. You may like to, okay? But um, you don't need to. And words matter. When we keep saying, I need to, I have to, um, you know, with things that you don't need to or have to, you confuse your subconscious mind, right? You need to pay taxes. You need to pay your rent or your mortgage, right? Those are things you need to do. You need to drink water. You need to eat, say, you don't need to lose weight. And so I always suggest that you get very clear with your words because most people's weight loss problems at the end of the day, in my opinion, mindset wise, come down to incongruency, ambivalence, right? Party wants to lose weight and party doesn't want to lose weight. Okay. So it's about getting congruent with that. So right out, the first step to making that happen is to stop saying, I need to lose four kilograms in four weeks um, and start saying, I would like to lose four kilograms in four weeks. And then I would start saying, um, I don't give a shit if I lose four kilograms in four weeks. I want to lose whatever your goal weight is. I want to be that much closer to it next year before my birthday. Stop thinking in four week time frames. That, that, that would be my tip for you. <laughs> um, 33 million cases. God bless you for being on here. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I you know what I mean? I, I love doing this. I want to share it with you. I got a coaching call coming up. But I feel fine too. I'm, 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 you know, listen, if I was really in a lot of pain or in a bad spot, I would, um, I would do it. But like I said, it's probably the best bone. I did it yesterday. I slept, you know, with it. It wasn't a great night of sleep. You know, I was feeling it. But um, I woke up this morning. I was like, ah, that's not a, there's something wrong there. I knew that last night too. If I really admire myself, I didn't want to wait in the hospital all night though. <laughs> Don says, sorry about the foot. Thank you, Don. Um, Sapphire says, you've helped me so much. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Sapphire. I'm glad, glad to hear that. Um, it, uh, that's what I do. That's why, that's why I love doing this. You know, this really is a mission for me. I, I was really, I, I, I was off last week, like I said, and it's like, this is, uh, well, actually I was talking to my daughter today too. She's talking about like going to get me to go to college and get a job and all that. And I was like, I don't know how you pick the right job. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's so individual. You just have to find something you like to do. I'm like, you know, I've had a lot of, most job I ever had, I hate, you know, but it's like, I, here I sit talking about weight loss all day, every day. <laughs> Uh, cause I, I love talking about it. I really do. You know, it's just, uh, something I've been interested in forever. You know, you know, my personal story, my father died when he's 54. So it's, it's important to me, you know, um, it, this isn't just about looking better. You know, that this really is, I always found like to me, the way I approach weight loss anyways, is, um, I always think it's the convergence of, of weight loss with personal development. And I'm obsessed with personal development um, but I'm also obsessed with weight and health, you know, cause again, I mean, when you have that experience like that, where the most important person in your life at that point dies, um, at 54, I was nine years old. My brother was six and, uh, it just, it's a different meaning, you know? And so for me, it's like, yeah, I want you to look good, you know, in your clothes and all that, but I want more importantly, I want you to live as long as you can. And I want you to have the best quality of life while you're here, you know? And, and that's really how I think about it. Um, Don says, my son started high school today and I won a comfort food. I won the battle. Great job, Don. Um, and again, if you lost the battle, you know what I mean? There's no losing. You're either winning or learning. And so if you did choose the food on an emotional day like today, there, there's no need to beat yourself up. It's just understanding it, you know, because a lot of times, again, what we're looking for is like, like for me, right? So, so it's like, okay, this is a crazy time. I just got off a of vacation and then I go and break my foot. So it's like, okay, that's a challenging time, but that's also a unique time. That's not a normal situation. And so, um, you know, if I go and eat, you know, a little off the reservation for a couple of days, I'm okay, I get it. I understand why. Um, 
you know, and so I think understanding what's going on is almost more important than even what you're doing. It's not, I mean, obviously how you're doing it is important, but again, we're always looking at long term, you know, and so we can fight ourselves and make ourselves do things for a little while. But if we're really going to stick to something, we really mindset wise have to get ourselves congruent and understand things. Um, Someone says, have you ever been overweight? Yes, I was, um, I was 50 pounds heavier than I am now, you know, and I was uh, 19 binge drinking. I was, I was out of control. And, uh, you know, it, it was, again, going back to my story, I, when my dad died at nine, I knew, I was like, oh, I'm not going on that path. I'm not gonna let that happen to me. You know, 10 years later, I was letting it happen to me, <laughs> starting right down that path, which was very enlightening to me because I was like, just not wanting to be overweight is not enough. You know that already, obviously, you know, but it, and it was just luck. I mean, does that happen to me? But it was a miracle. I always say this is a miracle to me. I took a semester off from college. And within that semester, really all within a month or so, this was just magical. This is the universe smiling down on me. I learned about, I was exposed all of a sudden to neurolinguistic programming, hypnosis, personal development, Tony Robbins, uh, yoga, martial arts, guitar, meditation, all true. This really all happened like in a month or two. Um, and I was just like, all of a sudden it was in my life and I, I grabbed on, I was just, I fell in love with it instantly, um, because it was a real, it was a pathway out of what was a dark place and was seemingly only going to get darker, to be honest. Um, because it's just weird. You know, here's the thing. Here's what I'm trying to say with that is, so I knew, I knew I didn't want to be overweight. I didn't want to eat like shit. I, I wanted to be healthy. I knew that logically but all of my programming was driving me to be overweight to binge drink to do unhealthy stuff and i think that's the key point i'm trying to convey to you all is that that's where you're at right you, you think about losing weight 24 hours a day you've done been doing this for decades most likely and yet there's some part of you compelling you to consistently do the wrong things the things that don't get you bring you towards your goals right and so that's the core problem that you're living with and you have no ability to really articulate it. You know what I mean? Like you, you just don't, you, you can't put words to it. And so what you say is, I don't know what's wrong with me. I have no willpower. Oh my God, I'm addicted to food. And you come up with all these different reasons why, but it's none of those reasons. The, the core reason is you don't understand your mind. You don't understand you have a conscious and a subconscious mind and they operate differently. And it's ultimately the, the subconscious program that is driving your behavior, you know? Um, Ophelia, I like that name. That's cool. Uh, yo, you're looking thinner. That's funny you say that because I actually put seven pounds on last week, my vacation there. Um, yeah, but uh, I, maybe I started dropping some of. It's probably maybe a tan. You know, I'm, I'm tanned up a bit uh, at the beach, which was nice. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting you say that. Yeah, Facebook summer. It must be that. Must be the the. Um, must be the the tan. I get people on here sometimes being like, oh, don't listen to this guy about weight loss. He, he looks all puffy and sick. So, uh, I don't know. Never know. But I like your eyes better, I guess, Ophelia. But, yeah. So, but, you know, you know, and by the way, though, I, and I, I mentioned this yesterday, but I want to mention it again because I think it's important because it just reveals, I was trying to reveal the mindset. Mindset's kind of like one of those things. It's hard to see exactly, but you can notice the effects of it. And one of them is when I go on vacation, uh, some some vacations are healthier than others. Uh, last week, I I didn't go wild eating, but I definitely ate a lot more than I typically do. A lot of croissants. <laughs> and uh, 
I had a lot of French fries. Um, but I, and I come back and eat some of the scale. Oh, okay. It went up, but I don't care. You know, th this is the point I want to put out there because the way I think about my weight is really not about my weight. I, I think about my weight as a reflection and it reflects my lifestyle and my habitual eating. And so I know coming back from vacation, I was saying this yesterday. First off, I have a week, uh, maybe even two this week. I'm going to give myself two weeks because now I get the foot. But um, I call it, this is actually a client came up with this. I love this term. He called it reentry. So when we get back from vacation, you know, January 1st, you know, after a month of holidays, eating and mode, uh, you know, a lot of times people think, okay, January 1st, I'm just going to hit out 100%. That's bullshit usually. Most people cannot just go from eating like shit for a month to being perfect. Eating like shit for a week or two weeks, then being perfect. So I have this re-entry period where really what I'm looking to do is get re-back into my habits. Make sure you go and get the lettuce, you know, for the salads. Make sure that you start, you know, getting your meditation, your water, all, all the things that I normally do. And so I don't care about the weight because I know that I'm going to fall right back into my lifestyle and my eating will we'll go right back in place. You see? And so I know my weight's going to just follow that. And so there's, there's a lot of wisdom in that, what I just said there, because if you, if I get obsessed on the weight, my mindset starts falling apart. Right. And so it's like, I said, Oh my God, seven I gotta lose seven pounds. I got to drop that seven pounds. Right. That's how a lot of people might approach that. And so now if they're even able to, Oh my God, I put seven pounds on now it's time to stop eating and stop eating until I lose the seven pounds. Right. And then what happens is they do that for a day or two and then they weigh overeat and now they're fucked. <laughs> like now they can't, now they're like, oh, I, I, I went on vacation. I put weight on. I tried cutting all the calories down. I couldn't maintain it. And now I'm off the wagon. I blew it. Right. Which is what a lot of people do with diets in general anyways. But for me, it has nothing to do with it. I don't care when the seven pound comes off. I just, I have faith and knowledge that the seven pounds are going to come off when it comes off. I'm focused more on, again, my lifestyle factors, my mindset, lifestyle, and eating. Those are the three pillars of weight mastery. I always make a pyramid shape, the bottom level's mindset, then lifestyle, then eating. And I think if you think about it in that way, it's going to serve you well because there's more context there. Most people just think about the eating, you know? And it's like if you just think about your eating and just try and change your eating without thinking about your lifestyle or mindset piece, uh, you're going to have a tough time, you, you know? Because, again, just like... The, the metaphor implies that like if you just focus on your eating, it's like building a house from the roof down, right? And that doesn't work well. You want to start from the foundation, solid foundation up. That's going to serve you a lot better. Right? Angeline says, hi, I have diabetes and cholesterol. What extra steps can I take to lose weight? Um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, Angeline, it's the same steps we all take. You know what I mean? Like really, because what it comes down to, I really don't even like to think of it as weight loss. I like to think of it as weight mastery. Because weight loss really creates this subconscious implication that, that there's a finish line, right? Once you lose the weight, which is one of the most harmful thoughts you can have is just always gearing everything up to just losing the weight, having that fake finish line. Because most people have two modes. They got your overweight mode and you got your dieting mode. And even if you get to the weight loss goal that you reach or that, that you sever yourself, well, now what do you do? You can't think like an overweight person anymore and you can't think like a dieter. You have to think like a thin, healthy person. And most people don't do that ever. They never practice that. And they just flip flop back and forth between overweight and diet thinking, you know? So right off the bat, you really want to think about who do I want to be? How do I want to live? And instead of trying to, again, the diet idea, everyone overcorrects. 
right? Think about it. Like when you really take a step back and look at the concept of dieting as is typically practiced, it's really, it's a, it's a very ineffective, goofy strategy. The idea that you're going to go from, you know, not thinking about your food and, and your calories and your exercising to the next day that Monday comes and now you've cut your calories down by probably half, right? It wasn't unusual for diets to say 1200 calories a day, right? And, and people are averaging 2700 calories a day, the average American adult. And so that's more than a, a half cut. That, that's a huge shift in your calories and your lifestyle and what you're thinking about and your food. It's overwhelming. And so the path of weight mastery is to take it slow and steady. And one way to do that is to remember the saying that most people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. If you start extending your time frame, you really set yourself up psychologically to choose healthier, more sustainable measures because it's not just about losing weight. You've all lost weight before. And if you lose weight and put it back on, it feels extra shitty, right? You're not still living the glory days when you lost that weight. It just, every time you think about it now, you feel like shit about it. So what I'm trying to tell you is learn from that. Stop focusing on losing weight. Change your goal from I want to lose X amount of pounds to I want to be X amount of pounds. And to build on that, again, your goal is not to lose weight. It's to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot. That's what you truly want. It's a more specific articulated goal. And that you should be very clear about that. Again, the more clear you are with your languaging, the more clear you are with your thinking, the easier this whole process becomes. I, I really mean that, you know. Um, <clears throat> Renee says, working on developing neutrality towards scale fluctuations. That's great, Renee. Yeah, the scale. I, I could talk about the scale for hours. I love talking about the scale. I love if you're going to lose weight and you're going to use the scale, I suggest using it every day, okay, because that way you start to understand your body more comes part of the process of really understanding yourself because if you're going to master your weight don't you want to know like i would have never known weighing myself every day i found out well some days just one day 24 hours here to here i could have a five pound fluctuation now that's an outlier number but i could have a five pound fluctuation is 24 hours right so knowing that is very valuable and if i only weighed myself once a week what if I weigh myself when I'm at my lowest five pounds and then the next week I weigh and I'm five pounds at my highest? Well, if nothing else changed, it looks like I put 10 pounds on that week. But if I weighed myself one day over, you know what I mean? Maybe it would have seemed like I just maintained the same. So I, I think weighing yourself weekly, I think is a recipe for disaster for a number of reasons. Now you say, oh, I hate the scale. I don't want to use it. Well, fine. Don't use the scale, you know, but I think using it once a week's tough. So if you're going to use the scale, I say every day. And if you don't want to use the scale, that's fine. But um, to, to Renee, just to bring it, give you an example of where, where I'd love you to be with this scale. Because your scale frustrations and, and tensions and emotions are really wrapped up in the idea that you don't, you don't believe you can lose weight or master it anyways, right? Because if you really believe in your ability to master your weight, the scale just becomes a feedback tool. And the one I always liken it to is your speedometer of your car. You're not afraid to look at the speedometer of your car, you know, when you're driving because you know you can easily slow down or speed up as you want to, right? And so the scale should, in an ideal world, feel like that. You know, you're not freaking out about it. You're just looking at it and you're, you're using it as a measurement tool and then you're adjusting, you know, based on what it says and where you want it to go, you know? Um, you know, the scale is just data. True, true. True, it's the habit change and living a different lifestyle permanently. Yeah, exactly, Ophelia. Yeah, 
That, that's really it. It's, it really is habit change. I mean, it's change. That, that's what we're talking about here. That's what I'm obsessed with is personal change is absolutely fascinating to me because personal change is not about knowing what to do. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think this to me is the most overlooked thing in, in, in the world, like in the culture. Like, I, I, I'm not trying to be dramatic here. Maybe am I crazy? But it feels like like everyone in the world, certainly with weight loss, everyone knows what they should do. It's, it's not a shortage of you. You know what you should do. If you were like a robot, you could just type in what you're going to eat all day and then you just did it because you're a robot following your programming. You wouldn't have a problem losing weight. You know what you should eat and what you should do. The problem is you can't get yourself to do it consistently. Why can't you change? Why can't you get yourself to do the things you know would be better for you? That's the big question. And that's the question that I don't find enough people asking and thinking about. And so this is why... <clears throat> I'm obsessed with hypnosis and neuro linguistic programming in coaching because I'm fascinated with how do you get someone to actually do the things that they want to do? It's a completely different process because most, if you look at the weight loss industry, I feel like you could summarize literally all of it. Every diet you've ever seen, every workout you've ever seen, pretty much all comes down to them telling you what to do. Eat this, exercise this way, and then you're supposed to do it. And so it's like they're just, that's like 10% of the, the equation in my book because you already know what to do. I, I can almost guarantee you all at some point have followed some plan and lost some weight. So, so technically you know what to do. The reason you didn't keep it off or didn't get to ultimate goal is you couldn't maintain living and doing that way, behaving that way, you know? So again, for me, it's really, I'm obsessed with how do you change from what you've been doing and who you have been to who you want to be. And to me, it's an inside out approach. The, the eating part of it, the exercising part of it is the last part of it. I, I don't see any reason to focus just again, as I was saying, right? The, the, the pyramid mindset, lifestyle, eating to start just focusing on the eating. I just feel is a complete and total waste of time, honestly, because I think you weigh exactly what you want to weigh. Yeah. Okay, fine. You don't, you don't like the weight. I get that, but you can't disagree that you're familiar with being overweight you're familiar with being an overweight person in the world, most likely. And so you know how to have relationships as this version of you. You know how to go to work and be just be in the world as this version of you. And the idea of being a completely different version of yourself who no longer struggles with their weight, who eats healthy, who's slim and, and trim and feeling good about themselves, as much as you want it, subconsciously, it scares you. And this is, again, what gets to the heart. Why don't you do the things you know you should? Right. And that's the fact that you don't have an answer for that is a big problem because you've probably been trying to lose weight for decades here. And the truth is that, you know, as little about how to lose weight now as you did before you started your first diet, which should be fucking terrifying to you. And I don't, you know, but, but I have an answer. OK, so before I, I got to get out of here in a few minutes, but go to my bio, click that link and get that hypnosis session I gave you and watch the training I give you right after it. It's uh, three steps to master your weight, but it'll give you some context for what you're dealing with because you have none right now. You've got willpower and you're trying to force yourself to do things you can't do it and you're flummoxed. Don't know why. And, and I've got a bunch of reasons why, <laughs> you know. But uh, anyways, but it is a habit change. You're, you're right on the right, right track there. Who feel you? Um, uh, what do you think of OMAD or intermittent fasting? Um, you know, a golden rule of programming yourself then is there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. 
That's the first thing. There's a lot of people on the planet and people have lost weight in a million different ways. So it's really less about like the perfect plan and it's more about figuring out which plan resonates best with you. And so again, when program yourself, then there's a workbook you fill out, 60 page workbook, and you fill out your mindset, lifestyle, and eating blueprint, but it's based on your preferences. You know, that's why I would never put out like the gym diet, which is what, what, just what I eat all week. Who gives a shit? If you, you're probably not going to like to eat what I eat. I'm my own person. You're your own person. So respect that and honor it and create a plan built around you. That being said, if, um, you know, OMAD and intermittent fasting are just strategies to reduce calories. All weight loss just comes down to calorie deficits, you know, and there is a million ways to do that. So instead of like going all in on one way is the, is the perfect way and the only way to do it, instead start realizing any way will work if you do it, you know, and so start using that as your criteria. And um, that being said, yeah, one meal a day or intermittent fasting, if you do it and you like it, great. A lot of people I end up working with, it didn't work for them. Okay. And so what I find is intermittent fasting, one thing you really gotta be careful with both of those is the licensing effect. That's when we do something moral, good, or virtuous, and we follow it up by doing something not good, moral, or virtuous. So a lot of times what happens with intermittent fasting, the OMAD is people are so obsessed with not eating for 16 hours or only mealing one meal a day that that meal, the times when they are eating, they're way overeating. Okay. Um, that beyond just that, it's usually that's a pretty challenging way to eat for, for a lot of people. Um, so again, but, but for some people, it just fits like a glove. Great. For some people, it's a nightmare. You don't have to do it that way. You know, I, w- I would like you to base your weight loss approach around what resonated with you. Again, like, like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes when you first start doing things, they're a little bit challenging, but you got to be able to distinguish between, okay, this is something new and it's challenging. I'm going to get into it. And someone's like, you know, sheer terror to you. Oh my God. It, you know, and one more quick thing about intermittent fasting is, you know, people, again, it's the all or nothing mentality of the diet industry and certainly Americans is this idea that intermittent fast. Okay. Tomorrow I'm not going to eat for 16 hours. Well, Okay. You know, that's fine if you can do that, but that's a huge shift and it's going to be stressful. And so another alternative you have is to start, you know, let's say you sleep for eight hours a night. You know, another alternative you could start by saying, I'm not going to eat an hour before I go to bed. I'm Okay, I got my handle on that and I'm not going to eat two hours before I go to bed. Oh, golly me. Can you imagine working up to something, right? You know what I mean? Like, like we can't do that with diets because everyone's so impatient. Just I got to do it instantly because I want instant results. It, it's such a fucked up way to think. It makes me insane. And, um, but I'm, I'm surrounded by it, right? Everyone's just thinking this way. It makes me nuts. But so again, there, there's no right or wrong. Every, everything can work for the right person. It's up to you to figure out how do you feel about OMAD or intermittent fasting is a way better question. Um, how did you phrase it? I'm going to, or I will. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're talking about the weight loss, yeah, don't, don't say you need to lose weight. Please don't say that shit. You could have type two diabetes. You could have heart disease. You could have whatever any any weight related illness and still don't say you need to because you don't you literally don't you could eat yourself into a grave so there's no needing needing is a very specific word let's look it up real quick i got a minute i meant to look this up um let's look at the definition of need see what it means because i meant to do this day on a call i was going through this with someone require because it's essential or very important yeah okay but it's not a need for most people. You know what I mean? And if you keep thinking, if you go, I need to lose weight, I need to lose weight. And it's been 10 years, 20 years of you saying that, that word means nothing now. Do you know what I mean? Like it means nothing. And so start saying anyways, the more accurate phrase, do you not think so? 
is that I want to lose weight. That's what you got to do anyways. You all don't want to lose weight. If you're not losing weight and you're not trying, like if you're not doing things to actively make it happen, it's because you don't want to. Just because you think about losing weight all day does not mean you want to lose weight. It means you wish you'd lose weight, right? 10 out of 10, you absolutely, without a doubt, wish you'd lose weight. You wish you'd wake up tomorrow as this healthy person and just start eating better and losing weight. I know you wish that a million times, but want is a different thing. How committed are you to it? How much do you really want to lose weight? Well, you can look at your actions. And again, I'm not busting your chops here, but, but you got to be, you got to be honest with yourself. You need to be clear. And I can tell you again, if, if you're not losing weight, it's almost guaranteed because you don't really want to lose weight. Now, I wish I had more time to explain why that is, but I don't. Um, exactly. It's not a secret on how to lose weight. It's really a mindset thing. It really is a mindset thing. It's all a mindset thing. Yes, I would agree with that. I chose close the kitchen after dinner and eat around 11 a.m. So fasting unintentionally. Yeah, Don, that's that's thing that's great. That's what I do too. You know, um, you're welcome, Mog. Um, air particles. Should you be hungry on a calorie deficit? Yeah, I think so. Y- you know, I I think here's the thing, and I'll leave you on this. I think, you know, I I, I got to watch out making videos of this. You know, because if I say I made a video about how to deal with hunger, right? And it's like you know, season that one, all people with eating disorders. So it's like, oh, if I talk about oh, you're hungry and you're not eating, oh right we live in a country with 75 percent of 75 percent of the country is overweight or obese but if i talk about how to deal with some hunger so you don't eat as much now i'm i'm you know the anna king right i'm the guy just all about anorexia and not eating that's bullshit why can't we talk about strategies we're surrounded by food and temptation and so obviously the main thing you're gonna have to learn to deal with in order to lose weight is dealing with what you call hunger which isn't really even hunger it's more of an emotional hunger. But anyways, um, one, you, you will be a little hungry most likely because things are relative. And so your body says, hey, we're not eating as much as we normally do. And that's going to be partly caloric induced and partly mentally induced. You say, what the fuck? It's eight o'clock. We're not eating ice cream. What's going on? It feels weird. Okay. And so, yeah, you probably will be hungry, but you should not feel starving. You shouldn't be so hungry that you're constantly thinking about food. I don't think. And so I think that that again comes down to you kind of recognizing what's what's like genuine hunger like i really need to consume something and what is more kind of emotional habitual hunger and understanding that distinction i think sets you up to be able to deal with it appropriately but yes you're gonna be hungry when you're losing weight and and the point is not don't starve yourself because if you try starving yourself it doesn't work so i want to make that clear any any ed people here it does not work long term to starve yourself to lose weight it creates all kinds of problems down the road. So what I'm talking about is when you know you've eaten enough calories and you feel hungry and you know it's not a life or death hunger, you, you've got to be able to make that distinction. And once you're feeling that hunger that is normal when you're losing weight, I always told myself that feeling is literally the feeling of me losing weight. That, that feeling of slight hunger that I'm feeling at night when I used to eat and now I'm not, that's the feeling of my body burning off the extra fat and me slimming down. That's just one thing I did, but that was helpful and relaxing is, is helpful too. Um, Don says, yeah, nothing wrong with being helpful or being hungry. We should get hungry before any meal in my mind. I agree. I think being hungry is something a lot of us might not even know what that feels like. Like it's easy to literally never feel genuine hunger. And I really didn't feel it until I was in my 20s. I experimented with fasting and eating different. But before that, I was never hungry because I used to eat six, seven times a day every day of my life. So I had no idea what hunger felt like. So learning what real hunger feels like was very valuable. All right, everyone, I got to get out of here. Um, yeah, great question, Air Particle. I would love to answer that. Um, what I will say, though, is when you get stressed, that's, that's a challenge. Um, 
Oh, that's awesome, Don, Don Zozo. I like that. That's a cool name, too. I'm glad you like the live. Um, but listen, Air Particle, if you haven't gotten it, go get the hypnosis session I give you in my bio and listen to that. It's going to help relax you. And then go watch the training, Three Steps Master Your Weight. You get on my email list, all the stuff. So anyone who's not on my email list, go to my bio, click that link, get your hypnosis session, get on my email list because I send all sorts of stuff. All right, everyone, have a super day, and we'll talk again soon. Bye.